Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand chum, bearded wizard of Orientness, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 14. Um, been a bit of a, a mental week this week, but just before we move on to official Leighton Orient Football Club business, um, I would like to introduce a very special guest joining us this week. Friend of the show, long-time Orient supporter, goes by the Orient um, Twitter handle of at Smishmortion. I'd like to introduce everybody to, um, no relation to mine, but shares the same name as me, uh, Mr Graham Levy. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome guys. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, uh, I'm an Orient fan, obviously. I've been an Orient fan for about well, nearly 25 years now. Uh, oh, my first Orient game was the 89-90 season. We were home to Grimsby. All I can remember was Gary Bertels was playing for Grimsby that day. Uh, it must have been about 40-odd. Um, I don't know what the score was at all. Um, other things I'll probably tell you about, I was a mascot on my 29th birthday, which was five years ago, uh, against Colchester. We won 1-0. Scott McLeish scored that day. What a legend. Um, and um, probably my favourite player is actually Scott McLeish and also Danny Benstock. I don't know if anyone remembers him. Uh, we signed from Barking Side about 20 years ago. Um, and yeah, that's it, yeah. If anyone has any... Uh Danny Benstock, is it? Yeah, yeah Danny Benstock, if, yeah. If anyone knows Danny Benstock or has any Danny Benstock facts, please send them on to us at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com or on Twitter at Orient Outlook. We'd love to hear from Danny Benstock fans. Or Danny Benstock, if you're listening, give us a shout. If anyone remembers who Danny Benstock is, it would just be nice to know that you are not alone. That'd be amazing. There you go. Yeah, he, he was about four foot eight and he wasn't very good. <laughs> so if anyone actually remembers that, uh, no, no, good on you. <laughs> Brilliant. So episode 13 has been and gone, or episode 12A. Uh, some nice reviews we've had from Ernie Poulton at Ernie P6969. Just listen to your latest episode on the train to tonight's game. Good stuff, guys. Thanks very much for that, Ernie. And old man Cyril at Cyril Hangles. Just heard that brilliant Matty Lockwood interview. So many fab memories. Still gutted I missed that goal versus Hull, though. Oh, well. I'm sure it's it's out there. You can watch it. Don't worry. Absolutely. It's on YouTube. So following on, we've had our Goal of the Month September competition. So the three nominees were Scott, Cun- Scott, Scott Cuthbert against Scunthorpe. Be careful. Yep, absolutely. JB McEnough v Rochdale and Romain Vincelot v Rochdale. And the winner is, big drum roll. Well done to the French wonder, Romain Vincelot, for his goal against Rochdale. Uh, won the vote by about 75% to 25% against McEnough so well done Romain great goal and well done your prize is in the post (laughs) I have to get my uh, printer out again and do another certificate (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, so moving on what the sort of comings and goings of of, of this week what's been going on on Monday um, the inevitable happened Russell Slade was confirmed as the Cardiff manager he'd signed a uh, a contract with with them to to take over as their manager. Um, I'm just glad that Alliance been kind of put under the the situation. You know, it was kind of rambling on. It began off about two to three weeks, and it's nice now we've got some clarity and Slade can move on. And best of luck to him at Cardiff. It's chapter closing, isn't it? Really, it's it's like an official chapter closing now. It actually seems right. Okay, he's done. It's dusted. Put it back into the into the past and, and done now. Yeah, he can move on, and we can move on. So now we can appoint. A new manager, whatever you know, Bichetti or Milanese feel it's appropriate. <laughs> you know, so we can just do it, move on. Best of luck to Slade. That's Absolutely, say, really. good luck to him. 
He deserves, I think. I, I do think, just to finish this off, I do think he deserves an opportunity at a high level. I just wish that that was with us. Yeah, and to be fair, Cardiff's a massive club. Yeah. You know, it's one of the top five clubs, I'd say, in the Championship. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a hell of, a, hell of an opportunity for himself. And if he can turn it around at Cardiff, you know, next step for him is Premier League. And he deserves it, you know. No Orient fan will speak poorly of Russ, no. I don't think. No. That's yeah. Well Absolutely. Done, so, transfer news. Come on down, Jack. The price is right. Is the price right for Orient? What does everyone think? Personally, uh, I think he's a really good signing. Uh, anyone who remembers the Orient Wolves game last season will saw how good he was against us. The fact that he played in all their game, practically all their games last season, their championship winning team. Um, I think it'd be good for us. Good cover for James. Uh, obviously, they've seen him in one game, so it remains to be seen. But uh, great, great signing, I think. Yeah, I'm happy with that. So yeah. we signed him on loan. We got Jack Price on loan for 93 days, which is a free month loan. loan. Yeah. So we've got him. He'll cover <clears throat> Lloyd James. And best of all, he's got a beard. So in the middle of the park, we've got Vince Lowe, whose beard is going from like brown to ginger now, almost <laughs> red-like, which is great. And now we've got Jack Price. So, you know, I wouldn't want to be a central midfielder going up against the... Uh, You'd be the bearded inferior. combo. Yeah, you'd feel inferior, <laughs> so, wouldn't you? Yeah, my message to Cox and Mackinough is to grow some beards and let's have a bearded midfield. Let's get <laughs> Legends back and go and have a bearded keeper. Henderson would look great with a beard. Simpson would look great with a beard. Let's just all grow beards. Paul does it. I think Henderson looked very scary with a beard, actually, as well. Even more scary than he already does look. Henderson looks scary anyway, but with a beard, he'd have defenders trembling in their boots. Anyway, enough of this beard appreciation podcast. Let's get back to the uh, Orient. So, on Tuesday night, we had Dagenham away. In the JPT trophy, Paul? We did. You yes, were there? Yes, I was there along with 981 other uh, Orient fans. Um, terrific game, actually. I mean, obviously everyone's going to say, well, we should be beating Dagenham. It should be a comfortable uh, situation. But I'm sure their opinions would have soon changed had we have lost that game and been in, been playing really, really poorly. And it was great because it was a local derby, you know, and we all have local derbies. Yeah. We're not going to get yeah. many in League One this year because, you know... <clears throat> None. Well, Colchester. Gillingham, Colchester... I think they are two local derbies, mm. uh, you know, if if you like, but they're not very local. Yeah, so it's nice to have an away day, and an away day where we're favourites to win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I still don't understand why Dagenham give the away end, like the the, the nicest stand at Dagenham, to the away supporters. You know, where the, cl- the, the so basically you're behind the goal. It's their nicest stand. It's where the the tunnel comes out. Yeah. I don't know why they give that to the away fans. Maybe it's because they know Orient. Maybe they do what we do. So give. You know, a bit of the East End over for small clubs and they give them the entire East End. Maybe, oh, they, maybe. Them, they knew that they expecting loads of Orient fans so they kind of gave them a bigger area. Yeah, maybe. But we took, we practically filled it out. I think it only oh, holds about 1,100. Well, we took almost 1,000, didn't we? Yeah. Like you said, yeah. so 11, that was 1200. good. So the team, it's quite a strong team, I thought, on Tuesday night. He, yeah. You know, Nugent was certainly going for it. Well, I guess he had to after kind of losing 2-2. Two two. So Woods in goal as Legends is still injured. And defence, we had Omazuzi left-back, Baldry and Clark centre-backs and Cuthbert right-back. So that's last season's you know defence. Uh, midfield, we had Vincelow, Pritchard and Bartley as a three-man midfield. And Bat, Simpson and Henson up front. Yeah, that was good, that. 4-3-3, nice attacking shape. Um, everyone was everyone was knowing what their... Everyone knew what their jobs were yeah, as well. Yeah, strong team. And it's nice to see Orient going with a different formation. You know, 4-4-2 is all right. It works well. But it's nice just to have a different option come up. And fair play to Nugent for going for it. Mm. I think just to, just to add to that, the, the pace of Bat and Simpson and their strength as well really helped, I think, support Henderson up front on his own. Uh, that way, I don't think the defence could cope with that, really. Yeah, that's a great shout, because Henderson's not the fastest centre-forward. No, and to have strong. two wide men running and you know, get, ultimately getting the service in there for him, it's, yeah, great shout. 
Great shot. Yeah. So we kicked off. We looked very, very strong. We looked like we wanted it right from sort of the get-go, really, which was which was really promising because you never know with what's going on behind the scenes at the club and how it actually affects the players. But you know, we 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 started off really, really well. Batman looked very dangerous. It was. It, I love watching Batman. He's just this. He's he's, he's quite unusual because he's quite stocky up top, but he's got like really thin legs. He's like really sort of. A, mis- a mismatch, a misproportion, but I just love watching him because he kicks the ball round play and just runs, and they can't shove him off the ball because he's quite stocky. So I suppose it's kind of like the best of both worlds, really. Yeah, no, he's great to watch. The thing about Batman is he's very unpredictable, so you don't know what he's going to do. I don't even. I don't even think Batman knows what he's going to do half the time. He kind of <laughs> kicks it ahead of him and then just charges, and he's yeah. strong as well. Yeah. So he's fast and he's that's big. What Moses used to do, and that's what was so exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's still so exciting. Yeah. So um, Simpson had a a rocket shot from a full twenty five yards out, and he'd hit the post just uh, not long after he'd scored our first goal, actually. Yeah. Which was which was a good and well deserved goal. So um, great pass from Bat in the build up. Great ball through. Great interlinking play. Yeah. Good, um, good chance for Simpson. Yeah. Took it well, to be fair. Good finish and his first goal for Leighton Orient. So yeah. well done, Jay. Good to see you get yourself on the score sheet. Yeah, and a great start for the Ajax within four minutes. And like you said, Simpson, did full of confidence, wasn't he? He yeah. was kind of bossing their defence. He was, and a great twenty-five yard effort. Unfortunately, hit the post. Smack just just caught yeah. the post like square on. It, mm. it was unfortunate in that regard. It would have been a great goal, that to be fair. <clears throat> yeah, because it would have. Because yeah. we were all saying shoot. Yeah, and he did shoot, and it just just come off the post, and I reckon if shoot. that went in, you'd be looking at a four nil, five nil, easy. Because yeah. we would have been two up within eight minutes. It would have been a whitewash training training match after that. Yeah, it would have it would have kicked them hard. They took them twenty one minutes to sh- uh, to have a shot in anger, and they shot well over. Um, and uh, unfortunately, um, uh, just a, a few seconds after that, Baldry went down. Um, and had to be replaced. He'd done his hamstring, so um, not not such a a bad thing when you think that Lowry come on and and, and replaced him uh, as well. And and I I thought Lowry was fantastic. He was uh, his his strongest position is clearly centre back position. Again, that's the difference between last season and this season. If that happens last season, you'd find you know no disrespect, but probably Gary Sawyer would have to come in and there'd have to be a shuffle. Whereas this season, we've got so much strength and depth in defence. You know, if Clark or Baldry get injured, Lowry can go centre back if he's on the bench, or he can go from left back to centre yeah. back. Omo mm-hmm. can come in at left back. You've got Scotty sit right back right who back, can yeah. then go centre back if needs be. So you know, Baldry is you know a bigger miss as what he was in that match to be replaced by Lowry. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. No, absolutely not. So but we wish you better, Matty. <laughs> absolutely, get yeah. well soon. Hope you hope you heal quickly. Um, hopefully it's not too serious an injury. Um, and then a few minutes later, Henderson flashes a diving header just wide. Uh, I, I remember Simpson got got the ball and sort of almost smashed it across goal, and, and and Henderson sort of got on the end of it, but just couldn't quite direct it. And then a few minutes after that, we had more great interlinking play down the Orient left. I think that was our strongest side. They'd obviously identified that their right back and their right side was was the weakest of of yeah. of, of all the uh, spaces on the pitch, and and we were constantly coming down that left. Uh, our left um, and uh, another effort from from Henderson after a Vincelo cross. Um, you know, keep, keeper did quite well to save that. Um, looking very very dangerous. Yeah, it was it was great to watch it. I think it, it it took a bit of pressure off the fans' expectations of us being in a negative bubble, if you like, and and sort of really was quite positive. What were the fans like? Was it good singing? Was it good banter? Were they loud? Yeah, look, there was where where I was sat, which was to the right of the goal. Um, there were a few young lads there that were singing um, singing a couple of songs that I didn't think were 
were good to sing, so I didn't join in. But you know, they were generally sort of noisy, and, yeah. and there was another section to the other side that were that were singing as well. Um, yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, it was it was a good vibe. There's good people there, and you could see sort of a lot of regular faces that that, that cool. go uh, to games as well. So we went in. Um, but Dagenham, just before half-time, in the sort of 40th to 43rd minute, I think it's worth mentioning that Dagenham came very, very close with two efforts um, that, that were sort of dealt with by us, if you like, saves and, and whatnot. And, um, yeah, we, we went in at um, went in at half-time, 1-0. Should have been more, possibly. Yeah, possibly, for, for the endeavour and effort that we yeah. put in and the chances, yeah. I mean, you'd say that Simpson, if he was an inch to the left, it would have gone in. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so, yeah. So second half continued the same as the first? Uh, yeah. Um, second half was, you know, obviously they'd had their instructions and, and, and we still looked quite strong. Dagenham still tried to do their bit. Um, Porter was warm. George Porter uh, was warming up at our, our end. Oh. He was getting a few boos. And was. Coxie yeah. was warming up near him as well when everyone was singing for Coxie and then booing Porter. Did he wait uh, to you, Dean Cox, apparently? Yeah, it was just in the in the tunnel before the game. Paul um, and Coxie are getting some kind of a no weird mutual appreciation love affair. They've kind of bumped into each other a few times around the ground and uh, at Westfield and at Westfield, and now surprise, surprise, <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Dino on first terms now. No, he's he's a top boy, Dino. Absolutely, uh, very very good, very good lad. So um, he he was warming up, and all the fans were singing um, the singing songs and whatnot, and he was clapping and. Giving him thumbs up and and whatnot, and then George Porter come down and started warming up, and he's like, "Boo!" Quite rightly so. I thought he's a jumped up little so and so, and I don't really like him very much. So, but then you're not in his shoes; you don't know. Burnley come in, and I just didn't like the way he behaved. But maybe that's just a period of growing up. Absolutely. So shortly after that, we killed the game off, didn't we? Simpson's second goal. Yeah. um, I can't remember too much about it, to be honest with you. Ball dropped Um, him in the box, just around the penalty spot, crowded box, but he took it well. Shot. No chance keeper. Yeah, that's two right. nil, and then after that, game's pretty much done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it it did kill him off quite a bit. Um, it it does interest me though. Nine hundred eighty two away fans out of two hundred thousand three hundred eighteen. That's quite some going on a Tuesday yeah. night for a Johnson Paint Trophy. Done well, but as we said, local derby against a lower team on a great away day. Yeah. So, the O's march on. Yeah, Brilliant. absolutely. Nugent's first win as caretaker boss. Yeah, which is good. He must have needed that. Yeah, clean sheet. Absolutely gets confidence for the team. Yeah, so well done. We, we march on. Nugent, after the game, had to say it was a bit of a pressure game for us. A local derby, a big away crowd, and we gave them something to shout about. I was delighted with the performance and for Jay to get two goals. Then he also went on to say, I have been offered the first team coach job and my priority now is to give this club some stability. My position hasn't changed and I'm proud to be in charge of this club and I want to lead us up in the table. Which is what you'd expect to... Uh a manager to say no yeah exactly I mean uh, obviously no one really knows if he's got it yet or, or not at this stage it seems like he has it but the club haven't confirmed yes say yes yes or no yet so uh, we just don't know yet but hopefully I'm sure we're going to know at some point any day now surely well he says one thing and then the club come out and say another thing so do you think Gray do you think Nugent's the right man to take the club forward because um, he's had two games two league games and lost apart from yesterday so two two losses and a draw what, do, you, do you think Nugent's got it I know he's got the coaching badges but do you think he's got it um, I honestly think uh, it's a good question um, I, I honestly think that I think he can do it given time yeah. people look about that well, well what about Martin Ling when he took charge he didn't have much experience and no one probably a lot of people thought well really Martin Ling 
But, but look how well he did. And I kind of think Nugent, given the time, he would get the best out of the players. I think there's two words in, that, in, in your answer that will mean Nugent doesn't get it. And I think the two words, the key words are given time. With Link, which is a great example, football was a lot less pressured then, you know, even though it was, what, six, seven, eight years ago. Now, Bichetti wants instant results. And, I, you know, I think Nugent would be good for the club. It's a good follow-on. But for me, he's not experienced enough. And for me, someone like that working under Bichetti, he'll just he'll get bullied. I, I can't see him getting it. Despite what I just said, I, I actually have to agree with you. <laughs> but it's true. You can't deny it. That's football is. Not just our club, but every club. He's just not going to get the time. We, we, we obviously none of us know the chairman really well but we all know we can all tell he's a typical chairman that's come in right as if the season lasts three weeks and if you haven't won the league by by end of uh, end of October beginning of November you're out it, it's it's kind of like that so um, we'll probably get someone new in but Nugent will remain or he'll probably go to join Slade at Cardiff yeah I reckon Bichetti's probably sitting down and going right this squad came third in the league last season I've pumped in £1.3 million more to the wage bill I've added five or six more experienced players and now they're 22nd. So what's going on? You know. So from his perspective, he must be baffled mm. because you you think that he you know he doesn't know much about Orient's history. He doesn't know much about the previous seasons. And what perhaps he doesn't understand is that historically Russell Slade's sides don't get going until sort of Christmas time or just after. They gen- they notoriously have a slow start. Like the season we finished seventh. You know we didn't get going till November time really to find our rhythm. Um, obviously with Mario Milanese upsetting the, the, the balance against the Colchester United game after we lost 2-0 um, obviously you know the, the dominoes effect sort of has, has kicked on and, and we've not been able to stop that, that rot really but um, yeah I, I, I'm inclined to agree I think given time he, he would do okay in interviews that he's actually said that there's a few things that he's trying, trying to tweak at the club he's not trying to make wholesale changes because A he doesn't believe in doing that B he wants continuity and, and stability uh, and C he doesn't see that there's a whole lot that, that actually needs changing in, in, in the first place I like the fact he's willing to change up the formation so he didn't stick with Russ's 4-4-2 he's right. already trying to establish a 4-3-3 yeah. I like the fact that he dropped Clark yeah. straight away off you know off the bat club captain because Clark's form was poor and he yeah. said right you're out yeah. you know, so he's obviously got you know there's some qualities to him but it remains to be seen whether you know what will happen in the next week or so so let us know we, you know, we always ask you and want your feedback but you know should Nugent get the job and has your opinion on Nugent changed in the last week Mine, I've got a bit more respect for him, but I still don't think he's the, man, the right man for the job. Um, great. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, I just think two of our next three home games, so two of the next three games, are at home. Uh, I think that should be the, the making of him. I think if we can win our next home game, big if, I know against MK Dons, but I think if we can win that one, that might swing it for him. Absolutely. Well, let us know your views at Orient Outlook on Twitter or at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. Some more names rumoured for the job. On Thursday, the Steve Evans rumoured flared up again, but seemed to disappear, and that seems to have been gone now. That doesn't seem yeah, like it's going to happen. Was, that was just filling column inches. <clears throat> Absolutely, I tend to agree with mm. you. But on Thursday, a name that's come up and is quite interesting is Dougie Friedman. So I, I like that name. Yeah, so he started mm. his manage, management career at Crystal Palace and kind of established Crystal Palace to where they are now. So he kind of bought through like players like Balassi and Zaha. And then, as he was doing so well, Palace Bolton came in. And Glenn Murray. And Glenn Murray, yeah. Who's now at Reading. Yeah, on loan. Yeah. So he done really well at Palace and then took a bigger job at Bolton um, and was there for two years. And then his first season at Bolton transformed him from relegation and finished one place outside the playoffs. He had a great first season there. And then last season, they had a kind of a mediocre season. 
and this season started off not very well. I was given the boot. But, you know, out of Friedman and Nugent, I'd have to go for Friedman. He's yeah. managed for three years at a much higher level. Yeah. Um, he must have better connections in the game than Nuge, just because of his experience. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't be that disappointed if we got Friedman. I wouldn't be either. Um, I think he'd be he's he'd be he's a young manager. Um, he, I think he's got the right the right style of play from what Palace were doing. All right, it's not worked out for him at Bolton. There's obviously reasons that have gone on behind the scenes there that you'll never probably know about. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with agree both you guys. Um, I, I think he would be the right man for the job. Um, yeah, okay, he did have a bad season uh, with with Bolton last season, but. Um, I wouldn't sort of hold that against him really, and I think he's a he's a kind of a young up and coming manager, experienced high level as you say, and I think yeah he would be able to attract uh, more sort of top quality players uh, to the club as the season uh, progresses. Um, I think it's worth giving him a chance, but it, that's the thing. It, it's so it's everything's so up in the air at the moment. It, it's different na- names being linked all the time. Mark Bertram as well. Now, Vex QPR have been linked with the job. We could sit here for half an hour and give all yeah. the names, couldn't we? Really, there's yeah. some great names being linked with the job, and that's why I think if Nugent gets it people will kind of be, like me, a bit underwhelmed because some of the names being linked are crazy. Yeah. And some you look at, like Di Matteo, like I knew we were never going to get Di Matteo, but certain names like Zola, you go, oh, could, you know, could, could that be. happen? Di Canio, could that happen? You know, there's some really exciting names there. There was. And um, also, as, a, as an outsider at 500 to 1, uh, Pandemonium's very own Matt Roper. Uh, Definitely worth Apparently someone put a quid on it as well. I've put a quid on it, you know. <laughs> You never know. Um, so yeah, mental. But um, yeah, there's some, there were some top names. I mean, Di Matteo's taking a job with Schalke. Yeah, he was so, never going to come. That was no, that outrageous. Not. Of course not. I mean, outrageous. he was a. Did he do MK Dons? Didn't he did. He did. So it's not like. But that was when he was starting out. He's done Chelsea. Won the Champions League. He's not going to suddenly go. Oh, Leighton Orient. All right then. That seems like a plump gig. I'll do that. <laughs> Everyone has to start somewhere. So that's why I wouldn't mind someone like Hasselbank because you had you know Di Canio had to start at Swindon. Di Matteo had to start at MK Dons. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Some work out, yeah. some don't. Ince, when he was a decent manager at MK Dons, you know. So, fair play. I know I can see why we're getting linked with certain players. You know, Zola, you know, at Watford. You know, we'll see, see what happens. You know, would, would an ex-international big-name player, you know, be welcome at Orient? You know, but just I, because I, they're be a big ex-player doesn't mean they're going to be a good mm. manager. Roy no, Keane, absolutely. for example, terrible manager. Yeah, but a great player. But a great player. He does, right. doesn't doesn't go hand in hand. No, I, I I just don't like the guy to be honest with you. Fair play. Um, he, was trying to, he was trying to do your bid look, but not not uh, quite successful. He did well, but he did well in terms of growth, but he just had no shape, <laughs> <laughs> no shape or style or substance to it. So so on Saturday morning, the next <clears> round of the JPT tournament came. Uh, next round, the draw for the next round of the JPT yeah. tournament came up, and Northampton at home, which yeah. will be played the week commencing tenth <clears> of November. So surely you'd make us favourites for that. I know we're at home. Surely, come on, we must beat Northampton at home and get one step closer to going back to Wembley. Come well, on, surely I mean, Northampton yeah. at home, surely that's a must-win game. <laughs> surely, come on. I text you back saying, saying like, you know, you, you've forgotten that we're at home. I know. We had, a few tweet, we had a few tweets saying, yeah, but we're at home. Yeah. But hopefully by then, you know, new manager in place, squad fitter, hopefully, you know, because it would be November, oh, they're still getting fit. Hopefully that excuse will be gone. Yeah. We should trounce Northampton at home. Come on, surely. They're doing all right in their league, though. I know. To be fair, I know. But sh- aren't yeah. they? I reckon they'll bring quite a few people. I reckon they'll bring quite a few fans. It'd be a big, big, big game for them. But if we win that, then we're t- only two games away from going back to Wembley in a tournament. That I believe we can win. You look at the southern side of the draw, and I'd, I look at that and I go, "Well, there's Bristol City, and apart from Bristol City, I, I fancy us." They've played um, twelve games and got eighteen points from twelve games. They're playing. So they're, they're starting out quite well. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I totally agree with what you guys just said. Um, it's it's a home win for me. Yes, we struggled at home. We haven't won a home game yet, but surely by then we've got things together. Yeah, we always make changes to JPT games. That's true, but yeah, it's a home win for me. Got to be absolutely. So following on from that, we had Sheffield United away yesterday. We haven't won in Bramwell Lane since 1983. Good stat. Thanks. Very good stat. Courtesy by Sky Sports. <laughs> well, it's all right. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. So lined up. That's the team. We had Woods in goal, uh, Omazuzi left back, Lowry and Clark centre back because Borgi was still out injured from his injury against Dagenham Bridge. Yeah, Cuthbert right back, so good defence there. Uh, and again, three man midfield, so you have Pritchard, Vincelo, and Price making his Orient debut. Yeah, and Simpson on the left, McIlroy on the right, and the big man De Hendo up front. Uh, interesting, Cox was left out of the squad. No one really knows why though. No. Either he's ill or. Got a, took a knock. He didn't look like he took a knock against Dagenham, so maybe it's something in training. But yeah, possibly. I mean, the, you know, radio silence from anyone on this. No, the, the club haven't said anything, which is a bit bit strange. You know, yeah. I've seen conflicting reports that he's you know got a virus, and I've seen conflicting reports that he's hurt his leg. You know, obviously, the Cardiff room was straight away started up. Oh, just <laughs> put two and two together and come up with five. You know, always oh, he's, he's on the train to Cardiff. Oh, someone's seen him at the training. Oh, someone's seen him at the ground. Who's wearing a Cardiff tie, sat in the stands next to Vincent Tan. You know, I'm surprised they haven't come. I'm just sort of, you know, blowing that up a bit. But, yeah, as far as we know, there's nothing... Absolutely. So, Dino, next time you see Paul on one of your rendezvous, get, you know, let him know what the matter is with you. You know, I'm sure you'll be seeing him, like, today or tomorrow. I will ask if I see him. <laughs> so, yeah, so we started with a 4-3-3 formation, going into a 4-5-1 on the defence. Uh, and in the first minute, Sheffield United just scored. Um, and it was a let off for the O's. Baxter fired wide. When he had a good opportunity. Yeah. Eighth minute, he had also had a great chance for the hosts. Uh, Murphy got played in and cuffed, but made a brilliant last ditch tackle to keep the game at 0 0. And out of nowhere, we grabbed the lead. Um, rarely, uh, obviously, crossed from the left. Uh, Pritch had a shot, uh, crossed the face of goal, and Simpson uh, uh, smashed it home. Brilliant. Good goal, Brilliant. Yeah, watch the highlights from Neil Irvine posted on the Facebook group Stand Up for the Orient. Well done, um, Neil, uh, for doing that because obviously, you know, there's no championship, so heaven forbid that the Football yeah. League show should oh, yeah. should just do a shorter <laughs> show with uh, uh, League One and League Two. Um, so we weren't able to see it. So unless you're watching Sky Sports News yesterday, which I wasn't able to, you would have missed it. Yeah, bad defending for the goal, but Simpson took it well and just shows kind of how confident he is and how quickly a week can change someone. Absolutely. Which is great. Um, towards the end of the half JB McEnough got booked and so did uh, Nathan Clark and again a crucial clearance from Cuthbert denied Baxter a goal with great defender from the right back so 1-0 at half time good lead for the O's and just got mentioned in the attendance the attendance yesterday was 19,179 with let's say 600 O's fans yeah one shy of 600 I mean Sheffield United credit to them that's amazing for a League 1 match that's incredible I don't know how because they weren't getting those last season I don't think terrific terrific but I've always been a well-supported side. As you know, they're always going to get big crowds, which is why they can bring the money in to get the players that they get. So it's no surprise, really, but still a great crowd. Absolutely. So second half started off much like the first. Alcock had a header cleared off the line by a Jay Simpson from a corner. So well done, Jay. Scoring a form, goal and clearing off the line. He's on form. He's on <laughs> fire, the lad. And, and fantastic. Good luck to him, and, and that's what we need. Yep. Um, and then Wallace uh, had a bad miss, um, thank goodness. Uh, Larry deflects uh, across against his own post, and, and Wallace, Wallace follows over the bar from... A yard out. I don't understand how people do that. No, it's got to be harder to miss it than it has to score it. Must be the pressure of being, of being on the pitch, I guess. But, you know, I'll never you really mind. should have scored that. Uh, 69th minute, Dagnall came on for Simpson. 
I guess Simpson was just knackered. Three games in a week, one of our unfit summer signings. You know, if you, read, you believe what to you be read. To be fair, so. I think generally people will be more knackered three games in a week. Absolutely, no matter what yeah. Fitness, so, yeah, yeah. it's good, good to preserve him. And Dagger is a good man to bring on for the last 20 minutes. Dagger's always kind of runs himself into the ground. So not a bad, not a bad sub between minutes left. You know, he'll always run for, run for the cause. Yep. And then on the 75th minute, Mackenough, um was sent off for a yellow card, uh, for a second yellow card. That challenge was a stupid challenge. Um, and I don't understand where footballers' brains go sometimes when, when you're on a yellow card and, and you're making, like, he was in the middle of the pitch by the halfway line and he makes a real rash, silly challenge. For, so, for someone so experienced as Mackenough, so he's an experienced midfielder, he's played at a much higher level, silly challenge and nowhere near the ball, you know, and kind of, you know, would that put Sheffield United even more on the front, on the front foot? foot? They were already on the front foot anyway. Yeah. It just put their other foot again over yeah. the line and you just knew it was going to be 15 minutes of absolute resolute defending that they were going to have to do. Uh, yeah, and then after that we uh, went to a 4-5-1. Uh, Dagner were on the right side of midfield and Henderson up front on his own. 4-4-1. We had a man sent off, guys. Good point. Thanks for coming, guys. That would have been amazing had he been sent off and then, you know, we somehow got two extra men on the pitch. He sneaked someone back onto the pitch. That would have been amazing. <laughs> So uh, Henderson was his own up front, and then he got booked in the 78th, and then the Campbell Rice penalty that wasn't given. Did anyone actually see that? Because uh, I've seen highlights of that, and it looked like a penalty to me. But um, I just wonder what everyone's thoughts were. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. It looked it looked like a penalty to me, to me and yeah. I think even the Orient Twitter website said it was a bit of a let off, which is always always so, always a clue that it probably was, was. a penalty. Yeah. Uh, and in 83 minutes, Henderson, on a booking, um, came off for Bartley. Uh, and Dagnall went up front. And then, See, I'd have got with Bat at that point. Yeah, I agree with you. I, yeah. I, I, I just would have done a straight spot. But then he was obviously trying to show up the midfield. The best form of defence is attack. Absolutely. And when you've got someone that, like Batman, you can leave him up front on his own and just pump the ball up to him. He's tall enough to win the ball in the air. He's good enough that he can spin round a player. Absolutely, and then the yeah. and then the Alamo started. So <coughs> it was literally 86 minutes. They hit the post. Uh, we kept the ball out, which led on to the 88th minute. And then they hit the bar from a Basham header. On the 89th minute, Woods gets booked for time wasting. Fair play to Woods. I you know I time waste. It's probably an instruction from Nuge to time waste a bit. Yeah. And then just when you think oh it might hold out, and might see it through for the three points, Sheffield United grabbed the equaliser through McCarthy, uh, and apparently Vince Lowe was fouled in the build-up, but I, I, did, I didn't it. see it. No. So, you know, again, as Grace said, let us know your views. Should should that goal have been allowed? You know? And then, to make matters even worse, on the 91st minute, McNulty thumped the header home, which looked like it would have been the winner. I mean, that was a good goal, to be that fair. That was a good goal. No one yeah. marked him. No one picked him up. He just Couldn't have stopped him. it. No. No, dead on the feet at that point. And in 93rd minute, <clears> um, Sean Back came on for Pritchard. So this is interesting because there are lots of reports that Pritchard was knackered after 70 minutes and was even asked to be subbed. Yeah. Um, and Nuge kind of just left him on the pitch. Uh, so silly. Silly. If, if a player's being asked to be substituted because he's knackered, yeah. one, we're in October now, so he shouldn't be knackered as a, as a footballer. And two, as a manager, if your player's telling you that, Gaff, I can't do it, it as a manager, should you not take him off? Yeah, I agree. Um, but then surely he wouldn't have left him on for another 20 minutes um, if he wouldn't have left him on for another 20 minutes if he was really that bad because that's just suicide isn't it really Absolutely. Yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't ordinarily do that so from that point of view that that can't actually be true I don't think because you wouldn't leave you might leave him on for five or ten minutes tops but you wouldn't have a player blown out of his backside for 20 minutes he might he no. might have been planning a sub <laughs> and then the Mackinac sub might have might have changed his mind 
Maybe. We don't know. Interesting. So, 97th minute, the O's got a corner. It was the last attack of the game. And then this happened. Eight minutes of added on time on BBC London. Here it comes then from the bearded Price towards the far post. It's here! You're late, Laura, to equalise! Vantelow with the header! 2-2! What a dramatic intervention! Vantelow arriving, guiding it in, and late Laura have snatched a point. They thought they'd thrown away three. At least they've got something. It's Sheffield United 2, late Laura 2. That is an amazing piece of commentary. Is that Phil Parry? That's Phil Parry, Phil right? Parry, yeah. yeah. Phil Parry, big pat on the back, mate. That is incredible. I, I, that's I've listened. That's the third or fourth time I've listened to that now, and that put that still puts hairs on the back of my neck up on end. Superb, that's fantastic, great corner. It. Must yeah. say, great corner from Price. Really yeah. good corner. Great bullet header for Vincelo. And we, we ended up nicking a point where in maybe you know in the eighty ninth minute we were looking set for all three. Ninety first looking set for zero. And ninety seventh nick a goal. Get a point. Get a point. Which is a well-deserved point away from home. I'm I'm very happy with that. Absolutely. Before um, the game, you would have taken the point. All day long. And well done to the 600 Orient fans who made their way. Great effort up there. Yeah, Great well effort. And then uh, post-match, Nugent's, uh, Nugent's comments. Uh, to come back like that when you feel like you might have chucked it away shows the spirit we have in the dressing room. We are getting fitter. We are still learning. And there are some great performances in the team today. Getting fitter bothers me still. Because yeah. like I said, we're in October... You know, what happened in pre-season? Where's the fitness coach? What is going on? Who's doing what? Well, it, it's I, I just, per personal point of view, obviously, but I just think it clearly points to the fact that, obviously, there's some there's certain individuals that aren't fit, and it's obvious who they are. It's Henderson's not fit, Macan's not fit, Pritchard's not fit, Simpson's not fit, uh, Woods isn't fit, um, and one or two more I can't think of, but simply because they've hardly had any football last mm. season or so. And that, unfortunately, takes time. And, unfortunately, everyone's, everyone's impatient. We all moan. And it just needs a bit more time. But, as Nugent's saying, it's getting better. Simpson, a clear case of getting better, as we've now all seen now. So, just a little bit more time. And I think we can honestly turn this around. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, Nuge also said in his state, Nuge also said in his interview that a statement would be issued later. On the position, People took that so. for Saturday night. But it didn't come. So, yeah. again, Nuge saying one thing and being contradicted by the sporting director who we'll come to in a minute yeah. so that result leaves us 22nd uh, in the league we've got 11 points from 11 matches now so the table's starting to take shape it is but we are that it, that bottom 10 or 12 oh, absolutely. are so tight there's literally yeah. one or two points between it. you get one win and you're suddenly 13th and, and then all of a sudden life's not so bad so it, it, I don't think you can really look at that for um, for what it is at the moment I think that obviously we've got a game in hand it's not exactly a, a, a a game in hand that you'd really want against Preston, who are doing well at the moment. But um, yeah, so I think that the, the league table ought not to be too much of a, a yardstick at the moment. But we're going to go with our hero of the week at the moment. Absolutely, we're, bring, we're, time. we're bringing it back. Uh, it's not been there in a while, you know. But no, this but week there could have been two. We've got a runner-up. Should we have a runner-up? Yeah, we can have a runner-up. So it was it was a closely run contest between us here at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and we're going to give it to. So the runner-up is going to be. Uh, winner of the Golden Mum competition and the guy who scored the equaliser yesterday. Yeah. So runner up, well done, remain Vince Lowe. Gray, you must you, I think you should do the announcement, you know, new to the podcast. Hero of the week for us. Hero of the week, week is 
is Jay Simpson, uh, not just for his goal uh, yesterday, uh, but also for his two goals against Dagenham. The fact that he's shown form that anyone knows anything about football clearly knows that he'll be a brilliant player. Uh, and so well done to him. Well done. Well and done. your clearance off the line as well at 1-0 was a pivotal moment in the game. Absolutely. So well done, Jay. Yes, it was. Yeah. I expect a hat-trick next week now, Jay. Don't <laughs> yeah. No pressure. So Absolutely. on the train home... Um, it, you know, Milanese was on the tra- same train as a lot of Orient fans and, and was obviously talking quite sort of openly about his thoughts and views on, on what was going on. And I think it was taken that, um, you know, he was quite negative towards a lot of the players, Nathan Clark in particular. He knew nothing of this statement sort of that, that Nugent had mentioned. Um, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, James Masters tweeted a sporting director slagging off the team captain to the fans on the train home. Not sure that's the most professional approach. And you know, I, th- I think I think to um, sort of go on a bit of a rant here. I think the root cause of our issues is the sporting director. He messed up the initial message to Slade, which was meant to kick him up, him and the team up the backside and encourage them to, to progress on after the Colchester game but it seemed to have the complete opposite effect and um, you know the way he dealt with that and what he said to Slade and, and, and the boys and whatnot, you know you could uh, many arguments whether Slade should have come out and said it but the, the, the point is that, that Slade is now no longer with the club, our successful manager in the last five years has, has, has now left us um, and then he's telling the press that Nugent hasn't been appointed, I think he did that in an interview with Dave Victor Yeah. Um, and Nugent comes out and says he has been offered a contract and I know for a fact that he has been offered a contract how do you know for a fact he's been offered a contract I've I've been told by your sources by sources that he has actually been offered a contract and um, it, you know it's he, he, it's now with his legal team he's not lying about that um, and so from that point of view um He's, you know, he's he's being honest and open with everybody, but but the club are a saying nothing and b what they are saying contradicts and it's just it's just a, a real farce and a nonsense. Nugent shouldn't be saying anything like that. Then, if that's the case, if he has been until it's confirmed, he should he's wrong to to do that because. So what should he say when they, Victor asks him nothing. what's your position? Lie, 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 like they all managers do and say I don't know what's going on, blah 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 until the contract because he's making him look stupid. He's making the sporting director look stupid. He's making the club look stupid because no communication's going out. So if I was Bichetti or Milanese, I'd, I'd put him in his place. Go, right, you shut up for the time being. And if you don't shut up, we're going to withdraw this contract if it's on the table because you're making me look like a fool. And also, if, you've been, if you're going to come and say, I've been for a contract, why not just say I'm, which I'm going to sign? Or I've, I've signed it. Or just sign the damn thing. You know, uh, why not? Yeah, it's, it's a great point. He's very uncommittal mm. in what he's saying. I've been offered a contract. I don't think the contract has got... There's certain things in it that he probably doesn't agree with, which is why he's not confirmed that he's signed it. You know, when you get an offer of a contract, you don't know what the terms and conditions are. So from that point of view, it's it's very, very difficult because you don't know what they, they, they've put in and what they would expect of him. Absolutely. So give us your views again on Nude at Orient Outlook on Twitter or email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Who knows what next week will bring. We're sure it's going to be another week of, you know, is this boss coming is that boss coming is you know what's going on but it'll be another interesting week that's for sure we've got no midweek match this week we've got MK Dons at home uh, next Saturday which will be yep. a, which will be a great game we had a great game against them last season 2-1 at home yep. which is brilliant and it'll be nice to give Robinson some abuse after his uh, commentary yesterday on Sky Sports yeah he's just so anti-Orient yeah, yeah. So we did the Frank Clark interview, we put the first bit out last week, Um, obviously we're quite conscious of times and whatnot, so what we're actually going to do is we're going to skip a week and just put the whole lot out there during the course of the week, so that you can all listen to it at your own uh, listening uh, pleasure and in your own time, so that will be up on SoundCloud during the week. 
Um, and I suppose all it says at the moment is just sort of watch out for, for Twitter, see what news is coming out. We'll tweet and gather as much of it as we can and put it out there. Absolutely. Um, have a good week, everybody. In the meantime, Gray, thanks for joining us this week. Hope to see you maybe next week, maybe. Yes, definitely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to it. As always, go on a Saturday. Sing up. Up the O's. And, and yeah. see you next week. Up the O's. Thank <laughs> you.